Damaged Goods Podcast. Well, I mean, I can't hear shit right now. Anyway, myself, so I, but I'm used to hearing my own voice. It doesn't creep me out. Does it creep you out? No, I mean, it's kind of like when you're listening to music with headphones in and then you start singing and then someone comes along like you have the feeling like somebody's watching you does that make sense like i guess i've been listening to my own voice for a long time so i but i get i you have this is going to be very superficial judgmental the first time i met you uh you sounded different than i i imagined what you sounded like before i met you oh yeah that's interesting yeah. I sound like more of a hick. No, you see, then then you told me you were from Alabama, and then I didn't believe you because you didn't sound like you were from Alabama. And I've been to Alabama yeah. numbers of times, so you don't sound like a hick at all. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know. Do you have any twang in there? I do. If I'm drinking, it will come out a little <laughs> more of the, like, southern idioms and stuff. Oh, um, that's, that's but, charming. That's yeah. sweet. I, uh, I think a lot of us have that some kind of accent or, or, or manner of speech that definitely pops out when your inhibitions are pulled back a little. Totally. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's all good. Sorry for the presumptuousness about it. <laughs> I do that, though, with people I'm about to meet, and if I'm, like, wondering who they are and they're going to be on the podcast or something, I start to wonder, oh, I wonder what this person sounds like. So. As long as I don't have, like, an extreme, I probably have it a little bit, but the extreme vocal fry. <laughs> What's that? Um, it's, it's also known as like sexy baby voice. It's the really high pitched. Oh, okay. Um, I've noticed it on a lot of like, like 20 to 25 year old health and wellness female oh. podcasters oh. tend to have the vocal fry sexy baby voice oh, man. situation. I'm, I'm going for a different demographic, so that's why <laughs> I don't have it, but I think I know. Yeah. I think I know what you're talking about. The, uh, that non baby fry voice. That eloquent Alabama voice is a, uh, a person who's been on Damaged Goods before. She is a person who was one time a model, but now she's the owner. Uh, and I guess you would say a vintage clothing dealer. It sounds more exotic. It sounds, um, sounds I don't know, kind of kind of like spooky and criminal, like you're selling fashions and wares <laughs> across, like a merchant. Taylor Konzelman, a very elegant name, too. Um, it's like I feel like I'm calling a lawyer or a doctor <laughs> when I call you. It's fair. Do you ever, when you were modeling, did you just go like by Taylor? Like Prince, I, just one name? I mean, I, to my own detriment, always used my last name. Um, I was, like, people would always be like, you should change it because it's really? so fucking weird. That, the, the fashion but, industry, or the modeling industry told you that. Yeah. Um, I guess I shouldn't be fucking surprised. <laughs> but really, they did. They, and, yeah. And then you said, suck my dick or suck my tits. I'm not going to fucking change my name. I I was so hesitant to change it because my dad died when I was in my mid-20s. And oh. it was, that was like, it would be like getting rid of one of the pieces, remaining pieces of him. Mm. And so, yeah, it was, I carries some sentimental value. I don't know if I'll take, if, if I get married, when, when and if I get married, I don't know if I will take uh, my boyfriend's last name. That's uh, interesting, and like I respect that reasoning behind that. In general, I wouldn't want to have my name changed for fucking entertainment purposes, career purposes, and I understand why anyone wouldn't. Yeah. Uh, but I, you know, the backstory right there is like, do you have any um, like male siblings with the name? I only have female siblings. So are any of them never going to get married? Or are they going to maintain the name? Um, my middle sister is married. She just had a baby yesterday. Oh, wow. Congratulations. Um, yeah. And she hyphenated her name. Mm, nice. She, Passing it yeah. on. Yeah. That's, 
That's uh, I my father. I was taking care of him when he was real sick and uh, just getting so angry. We had a complicated relationship. Getting angry at this man, and I had this thought run through my head like, dude, fucking, I don't even want to be associated with this man and this family. I'm gonna change my name to my mother's maiden name, like last name. I went through that. Went through my head. I was in such a crazy place. And you know, I mean, I didn't do that. You know, when he passed, and I'm still using my last name. It's the name I've always had. I'm not gonna change it. But yeah. I was that angry. I was like, I'm gonna take my mother's maiden name, and they're divorced anyway. But. One of the funniest things about living in LA is people who change their names to something that is obviously fake as fuck, <laughs> and it's like, like no a one. Cage type name. I, I mean, I wasn't even thinking of celebrity. I was thinking about like people that I know. I mean, it's funny. I thought Army Hammer was a fake name, but that's actually his real name. I thought it was too. Um, But there's just, oh, I don't want to get into hot water right now, but there's people I know who um, I'm like, your name is fake as fuck. Like everyone knows that your name is like Ted. And are these people (laughs) aspiring uh, celebrities? Always. I mean, I figured as much. I'm just, you know, in LA, there's so many people who either doing it or trying to do it or hoping to do it even bigger and you know definitely people change the name and trying to you know yeah i mean my last name is unpronounceable to most people so i always wondered if i was trying to be famous in like a mainstream way i would have to change that shit yeah when i go to starbucks i'm my name's taylor and they will always write kayla on the drink it's the exact same name right (laughs) kayla taylor it's not even the same amount of vowels and letters I usually go, I throw fake names all the time. <laughs> just Jerry or, or Todd. Some name that I would never want. No offense to Jerry's and Todd's, but just some different name to switch yeah. it up, you know? Throw yeah. for a root. You could put any name you want now <laughs> on your Starbucks cup. You they can. can't say shit to you, right? You say Batman. Yeah. When I was in uh, kindergarten, first grade, borderline, I really thought it was going to be Spider-Man when I grew up. So <laughs> I wouldn't mind being Spider-Man now. Although it's too much pressure. Well, now, now if, you, if you're if you on TikTok, you can identify as like Spider-Man gender or whatever. Really? You can... Are you, you know, on TikTok? No. No. No, I'm too old. Yeah, I was going to say, if you're, oh, especially if you're a man, if you're over 30 on TikTok, you're fucking creepy. <laughs> you're, the dude from uh, like the America's Predator show, whatever, he's going to come get you. What was that guy's name? Catch a Predator? Oh, Chris Hansen. Yeah, he's going to get you. Totally. You, yeah. Yeah, I... I I'm seeing like every time I see like politicians on TikTok, yeah. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, don't aren't you supposed to be like fixing the country? Yeah, they're trying to use the <laughs> the hip medians to reach the reach the youth, get yeah. the vote. It's like, well, one thing like I've, Taylor's been on before, and uh, I think that first time we probably talked a little bit more about modeling and the the vintage fashion world, and and we'll talk about that too. But one thing I I think is interesting is like, listen, I, I, I use social media for promoting whatever I do. I really don't like being on it, but I, I like it. But then there's some people I follow that I'm like, oh, uh, what is this person saying? Because I actually like it. And you're one of them. You're very entertaining and interesting. And I was surprised because this is going to be another like presumptuous fucking mm-hmm. um, generalization here. You know, you work in fashion, your models are like, you know, just like Hollywood and, and, and even the music industry, there's a there's this like feeling I feel like people always have to kind of play a certain role or maintain a certain appearance. You can't be too outspoken. You can't go against the grain, whatever the yeah. grain is at the time. And the grain changes. And I see this person, you, being pretty outspoken and saying things that not only did I, I just being a dick, I didn't think that would even be your perspective. I probably didn't write you off per se, but I, I was surprised. Yeah. In a good way. 
And then I'm like, oh, she's probably going against the grain of her industry, her realm. I don't really know the fashion world, especially the vintage world, like that. So maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this is not out of place. Maybe this is normal. Um, I mean, I've I share my opinion pretty freely. I don't um I don't believe in censorship. Yes. I don't believe in self-censorship, which is I think where we're headed right now is that people are self-censoring. Um I I do like questions on my Instagram stories a lot and I ask people like, do you self-censor because you're afraid of sharing your opinion? And I got like 70 like 68% said yes, um, they do. And I, that frightens me because um, there's so much, uh, there's so much like homogenous group thing yes. on social media right now. And that to me, fundamentally, I, I think that people aren't really concerned about arriving at the truth. They um, it's, it's about, you know, the correct opinion, the, the virtue signaling, and, um, it's about, uh, being accepted into, um, being accepted within your peers. Yeah. Your, and sometimes I, not even to cut you off, but you just, you're taking words out of my mouth. Not even as much to be accepted, but at least to not be outcast and exodist. Right. Is that even a word? Ex exodized, whatever, from your peers. Yeah. To be shunned and, and pushed in that boat in the corner, you know? Yeah. Something I was thinking about recently, though, is like the people that try the hardest to, um, uh, to not ruffle any feathers and to, um, you know, like be seen as the good girl or the good guy. Um, I, I think, you know, people don't really respect that. Well, yeah, I you're not know. really sticking to your guns, right? It's sort of riding the fence kind of, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I've definitely had like moments where I questioned something I was gonna put on social media like and thought about censoring myself or whatever. And it's like, it's not even like, political opinions as much as just like is this joke gonna rub someone the wrong way like yeah anyone who buys my book rarely are they like reading it and they're like oh this guy's a piece of shit i'm offended i'm mad they kind of knew what they were getting into and if you listen to the podcast same thing or my radio show but if you just happen to see what i post on social media you might be like what the fuck but i found kind of taking your uh, you know a cue from you it's like I weed out the people who aren't going to end up buying my books or downloading my podcast or spending money or whatever. They're not going to fuck with my shit anyway. And then I just attract more of my audience. It's whatever the niche that I'm dealing with. And uh, because not that I'm like trying to be outspoken to be outspoken, but just I'm being me. I'm yeah. being honest. And, and that way the people who fuck with it, fuck with it. And then I kind of weed out the people who are offended by the thing they shouldn't be offended by or... I don't know, just wanting me to fit in a box just like them, compartmentalize our form of think. I like the way you said a homogenous form mm -hmm. of thinking because that's really what it is. It's like a homogenized outlook on stuff, and that way no one's throwing you under the bus. That way your career isn't going to take a, a, a detour or not exist at all. It, and there's a lot of people in L.A. or in the world, not even in arts and entertainment and fashion, that are still adopting that mindset. Well, if you work in corporate America, you have to adopt yeah. that mindset. Like that writer, uh, Antonio Garcia Martinez, that, did you hear about this? No, see, I live in my own bubble a lot, uh, which is not healthy, snake man bubble. You gotta en enlighten me. So he wrote a book like seven years ago, and he, um, basically he, he, 
it was a fiction. It was like an, it was, it was loosely autobiographical work of fiction where he painted this caricature of how women in the Bay Area, I almost want to like look up the passage. Look it up, and dude. Yeah. It. Okay. I mean, um, I, I, I should know more about happenings that involve people in the literary realm, but sometimes, you know, you get distracted from it. Or I just, I don't live in like a bubble myself just to protect myself from some bullshit pop artist shit. Actually, when I found out who that person Army Hammer was recently, I thought it was actually a rapper's name because it sounds like you're making a reference to Arm and Hammer cooking crack or something, but it's not. Yeah, and that whole thing was really crazy. I didn't follow it really closely, but some of my friends did that he would wanted to like cannibalize women. Oh. Um, he had a weird blood kink. Um, but the... <laughs> So basically, he, this writer, Antonio Garcia Martinez, he wrote this book, Chaos Monkeys, and it, then he got hired um, at Apple, like a pretty prestigious job, and then basically some of the disgruntled employees, um, they found out that he had a book, and they read it, and they... There was this quote in the book where he's painting a caricature of women in the Bay Area, and he says, most women in the Bay Area are soft and weak, cosseted and naive, despite their claims of worldliness, and generally full of shit. They have their self-regarding entitlement feminism and ceaselessly vaunt their independence, but the reality is, come the epidemic plague or foreign invasion, they'd become precisely the sort of useless baggage you'd trade for a box of shotgun Jeez. shells or a jerry can of diesel. God damn. So basically, he was, he had like, he had met this woman he really liked, and he was juxtaposing her against most women in the gay area, Bay, the Bay Area, and that <laughs> so was... A, like Freudian slip. Freudian slip. Um, obviously, that was like a a caricature like a it, it wasn't his real opinion of all yeah. women in the bay area it's fucking fiction book it's a book but his his co-workers at apple got really angry and they started a petition to get him fired and then the company had to let him go which probably will like launch a second career for him yeah, like right. he's been Why on did a this guy get cancer fired or whatever people are yeah. gonna be curious um but i forgot why oh well yeah just so corporate america i mean there's like all of these um, the, I know like Coinbase and a few other companies, like they implemented policies where you're not allowed to talk about politics at all and do any type, any type of political activism at work. Because ultimately if you're trying to run a successful company, like you can't fucking have that. You can't have this like petty infighting. Yeah. 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 It's like, well, like a sports team, right? Everyone's got to be playing on the same team and You'd hope that you could bury whatever personal or professional or political hatchets before a game so the team can win the, the objective. Like a company wants to make money and thrive. I understand why corporate um, you know, America or the corporate world has that kind of setup, right? And if I was the top CEO at the corner office trying to run that ship, I would want it all to be the same. Um, but then, you know, you go into other realms of work like arts and entertainment and fashion mm-hmm. shit where you're not part of that but yet people have adopted that way of working yeah uh, for safety you know or i mean if you're just quiet about it you know whatever but like you said people don't respect that but so that then you've got a lot of these people coming out just like fuck man there's nobody i want to hear tell me what to do more than like an actor 
You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, dude, you play pretend for like a living and I love your movies, but like, don't tell me whom to vote for because it don't matter. You're rich. You're fine either way. It doesn't really matter to you. You just want to be able to pat yourself on the back and feel like a good person because you spend all day eating craft services yeah. and shit. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I there's there's like this, it's the virtue signaling is for people to look at them, but I feel like also people want to tell themselves that they're a good person because we question ourselves, especially if our ego is feeling fragile. Am I a good person? Did I treat my, my wife good today? My kids, my mom, the lady down the street that I cut off when I was driving? Am I believing the right things? Am I doing enough to help? And when you can pat yourself on the fucking back, you feel better. And it's easy when you can point at someone else and say, look, they're doing this wrong. And that's, that's almost like patting yourself on the back. I'm a good person. At least I don't do that. Yeah. I mean, I think that's why we see so many people on social media that are sharing these like infographics, slideshows, regardless of whether or not the information that's contained in these slides is accurate or truthful. I mean, diet Prada is not, um, they're not a news source. It's, 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 you know, What's like Diet Prada again. Diet um, Prada is they were originally a fashion account that were they they it was originally kind of interesting and cool. They would call out like very blatant like instances where one designer was copying another designer. And then they started to really overreach and they would be like, well, this brand made a vest with shoulder pads. Like it's obviously a copy of this like other 1990s brand that made a vest with shoulder pads. And now it's just fully, it's an activist account. And it's like, they're posting about, you know, stuff that is totally um, out of their wheelhouse. And people take everything for word because or they take they take all their all of the words of these accounts as factual truths instead of doing any sort of digging for themselves and then they share this information with their feeds because it makes them um look good good. yeah it's a form of social currency yeah it is it's it's funny too because if you really if you're really smart and look at it you know, it's it's like uh, charades that a lot of these corporations are doing. They want you to buy their products. So look, hey man, we stand for this. So <laughs> we don't stand for that. These people are good. These people are bad. We don't employ these we tactics. We employ these ones. Come support us. And that way you can believe that Nike has really got your back. You know, Apple, Google's, they got your back, right? And then you could all, like, you could really look, well, what kind of business practices are they employing or avoiding? You know, like, who's doing the, you know what I mean? Someone's mm-hmm. getting screwed over if you're a corporation. It's impossible to be that big without stepping on a lot of toes. And it's just, I don't know how people fall for it so much. And people pick and choose who they boycott based on, like, what company they think is, I don't know. It's just... Um, it's just so cheap and easy, and I just don't know how so many people fall for it. I mean, I, I always say that nobody loves cancel culture more than these corporations because they, you know, a corporation can, um, can post, like, you know, we stand with LGBTQ or Black Lives Matter or whatever, and it's it's – it sort of eschews them from criticism, I guess. Yeah. Maybe to certain stupid people, um, certainly not to me. But then, you know, when you're on Facebook or Instagram, like eating someone alive online, uh, it's ultimately just a stupid distraction. Yeah. And like, I, I don't know. I 
this is maybe a little bit like out there of me, but I there, I girl. feel Be like well, I just feel like these corporations love to see this stuff because it's just a fucking distraction. It's mm. stupid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um I've had to like, you know, like I'll read comments on stuff and have to like really pull myself back from like you know, writing a response that's like not inflammatory. If I see something that I think is really stupid because it's not helpful. Like, you know, it's just not. No, I, I, I've been enacting the the tactics of just not engage. Like, you know, like they always say America doesn't negotiate with terrorists. So like when, whether I, people fucking flood my DMS with, angry upset uh, messages or comments on my shit or whatever and or if i see it on some other things i just don't even talk to them i don't engage mm-hmm. with them i don't negotiate does with that terrorists. happen to you oh uh, yeah <laughs> all the time dude <laughs> oh and like i mean it's people who don't even necessarily follow me sometimes uh, or i don't know how they find my shit or if they do follow me like you've but you know what my style is uh, of, of approach to anything why are you acting surprised and i don't feel bad i'm not i don't do nothing for shock value per se uh, so, but it happens, and I just don't argue back and forth to them. I, I, I have in the past, and it, mm-hmm. I always regret it because I expend so much energy. Nothing's really accomplished, so I just don't even give them the time of day. But I engage with the people who are who are into my shit because those are the people who are gonna buy something or, or support me or fuck with my shit down the line. Yeah, yeah. I receive. I mean, you get, do you get? I do. I I really? mostly get a You're really a positive response. Yeah. But I will get, like, if I post something controversial, I'll get, like, 60 positive replies of people who agree, people who say, you know, thank you for saying this. I was, I'm, I agree with you, but I'm afraid to share that opinion. And then I will get, like, one really aggressive troll. And it is 99% of the time it's from a burner account. Yeah. And yeah, it's, yeah. like. For people who don't know what a burner account is, and if you don't, I'm disappointed in you. But tell them what that is. Uh, just like a, an account that someone uses to anonymously yeah. troll. Yeah, um, it's fake. It's like a burner I, phone. I posted something on Wednesday and this exact, this very thing happened and the burner account, um, I'm not a Trump supporter, by the way, but this burner account actually, um, I, I, I mentioned, I was talking about the state politics in California and how I think that um, the state is run really poorly. I think you, anybody who Anyone looks at the economic state here. knows California's yeah. been broke for a long time. It's, it's been in a deficit for quite a long time through Republican and Democratic governors. They're just doing it totally. wrong. Totally. But yes, continue. But of course, having that opinion is somehow politicized um, even if you're a, it does, I'm not a Democrat or Republican. Like I think these labels are stupid and tribal. And, um, I, I posted something about how basically I think that the state politics are corrupt. Wow. No shit. And they wrote me back and they were like, go back to Alabama. You sound like a Trump supporter anyway, which is so stupid. And I could laugh it off, but then they actually went on my friend's Instagram. They scrolled back to November of 2020 where she had posted a photo of herself wearing a vote sticker. And they were like, it looks like you voted for change, but you um, you support this idiot Taylor who spreads COVID conspiracy theories and is a Trumper. And I'm just like, this is, I, I, I actually, I, I unblocked them and I, which 
I shouldn't have done that. And I messaged them and I was like, is this what you think is normal, um, healthy behavior? Um, Contacting friends of people who share opinions that you don't agree with and, um, you know, going through people who follow them and contacting their friends to warn them about the fact that one of their friends is potentially unsafe. And I said, and the best thing to do with these people is to turn their own shit on them. So I said, your behavior is akin to the 1980s satanic panic. And you sound like an 80s era Reagan conservative. Yeah. Yeah. So it sounds like yeah, you're you a scary alt-right troll. Yeah. Um, and they didn't have anything to say to that. That's a really good way to put it, though, because that's exactly what it is. It, it is exactly like that. And, and when you put it in that lens for people, I hope that they can see that like when you get away from labels and it's like feeling better about yourself because of which little circle you scribbled in with a pencil on November 4th, uh, what lens are you looking at society through? And, and it's like, man... Uh, I, I'm not. I'm certainly not a Republican or a Trump supporter, but I, I I've always been more into hoping for a third party. You know, right. I don't really fuck Same. with the Democrats either. I wolves and wolves and sheep's clothing. Either way, you're getting bit. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, and it, that's a tricky thing to be in, in this time more than my whole 39 years on this fucking planet um, to not be on one of those baseball teams. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, but when you put it through that lens, if people can see it, it's like, well, now you got one group acting just like the other group. Ten years ago, and then another ten years, there'll be the inverse of that. Mm-hmm. And and what does it tell you other than both perspectives tend to be the same uh, wholeheartedly? You know, like it's yeah. Yeah, I mean, like I supported someone like Andrew Yang, who is like, um, like seems to have. He just seems. I don't know. He seems like a decent person. Yeah. Um, it's your boy. I don't know. I don't I, fuck with none of this shit. So I, I don't. I, don't I mean, just from what little I know about these people, I, I don't, I don't. I think. I mean, whatever. The reason Trump won was like, and my mom voted for Trump. Um, my dad, who has passed away, always voted Democrat. I think he would have been super disappointed. Were they married? No, not no, to be personal. They were divorced. Okay, because I was going to say, that'd be interesting, a wife and a husband, one going no, one way. No, God, no. They divorced when I was really young. But um, my dad, I were he alive, I think he would have had serious trouble. I, I know he wouldn't have voted for Trump, but he probably would have had serious trouble voting for Biden, as did I. Um and I didn't. Um, I didn't vote. I sat this out. <laughs> I was like, fuck this. And I, I, now I feel kind of bad because I should have voted in the state elections. Um, and I've written someone in. But I was just, like, very disenfranchised. Um, but, yeah, I mean. Disenfranchised or disenchanted? <laughs> disenchanted <laughs> maybe disenfranchised but now I, I'm like am I gonna I, get I sound canceled like a I'm just like am I gonna get canceled for saying that I didn't vote not I on my podcast the people I don't that listen. fucking care like anyone who who uh, anyways yeah my mom so my mom voted for Trump and she she said she explained this to me really well she said the people who voted for Trump didn't necessarily like him they voted for him because it was a fuck you to all of these like establishment yeah politicians and it's like I I I find it hard to think that like Biden and Harris were like the compassionate choice um don't worry you're no one that listens to this is gonna cancel you yeah they would have canceled me on some other silly shit no some of my own fault I 
it's funny because I was originally planning to vote for Biden. Um, and then I, I sort of woke up to what I think is just, it doesn't matter. Their policies are like no different. Yeah. I mean, I don't even, it's funny. It's like, I don't, it's just different dressing. It's different yeah. aesthetics. Yeah. It's just different aesthetics. If you look at, Anytime you look at who they're cutting checks for and who's cutting them checks, and if it's the same people, that explains a lot, you know? I, uh, I know that, like, you know, Hollywood um, has a certain mindset. Music industry kind of has a certain mindset in terms of looking at societal issues or political issues and stuff. In the fashion world, in the vintage world in particular, being outspoken, have you run into issues career-wise? And because you're not like we said, you're not part of the corporations. You're not working in the nine to five job. You're you're an entrepreneur. You run your own business. You do your own shit. So you don't really have to be answering to people. But yet you're still your work revolves around other people and stuff. So I'm just curious, and you don't have to answer that. I'm just curious because you're very open and, and yeah. outspoken. You've you've talked more politics on here than I think <laughs> anyone oh, times wow. tell me ever. So it's all you're making me sound very smart because I've got somebody on who's saying other shit, you know. But. Um, not so much because of my views. I mean, I think, I think there's more, I think people here are more, are less homogenous than you would ordinarily assume, but they're sort of afraid to vocalize that because there is, there are a lot of people here who are chasing, um, some type of fame mm. and, I did run into a situation a few years ago that is ongoing today, um, I briefly worked with somebody who, um, uh, basically I, I got the sense very early on that this person, um, was, uh, not well. Not well, I mean mentally, not Mentally not well. So we were going to work together and I decided to pull back and um, cancel the sort of agreement that we had. I'm what being, were, sorry to cut you off. I'm going to probably do that a few more times. No worries. Um, what were like the little signs that you were saying, you know what, Taylor, pull back from this? They they started to text me more than what I would consider normal. Big red flag. Mm -hmm. Anytime I was dating a girl, she's texting me too much right away <laughs> early. I'm terrified. They they were texting and they, were, they, they had a lot of demands. And, Again, um, watch out for that. Red flag. And they had gotten sort of aggressive towards another seller that I know um and that seller was talking about it so I um I decided to pull back I messaged and very was very polite and then they started messaging me at all hours of the night and at at, at one point, um, they, the texts were coming in at like 5 a.m. And I'm a very light sleeper. And they woke me up. And I got pretty angry. Um, not angry. <laughs> I'm a light sleeper too. I not get, angry, I but very irritated. Like, what the fuck is... What is wrong with this person? Like, kind of thought they were on a coke bender. Um, she tried to start a business with you? <laughs> no, I, I'm I'm being very ex I'm being very vague about no, it's, this it's cool. for, I don't want for legal do reasons. Yeah, for that, legal reasons. So um, I I I did a Google and I dug up some very unsavory information. 
Um, it's, it's not it's not hard to play detective these days. You and I I was huh? like, what the fuck? Because I'd already had um, a business partnership dissolve the, the that previous year. Um, I started another vintage business with four other women, and obviously the that the business is now one person. Like the, everyone quit. <laughs> I was the third person to quit, but I I sort of had already had. Um, you know, experiences with knowing that, you know, you have to really vet people that you work with and it's, it's foolish to not do so. So I was like, why the fuck didn't I vet this person? I also like went into my emails and saw they had been emailing me for years, um, about different projects before you would work before I'd ever worked with them. So I was like, okay, this is weird. I Googled them, some shit popped up. Um, I'll just say an article from a reputable news outlet (laughs) popped up. And um, I found that someone I knew uh, basically had, um, had gotten a order of protection against this person. So I messaged back and I That's was like, like a restraining order, I, I, I did have some choice words. I was like, you need to fuck off. You know, it's five o'clock in the morning. Like Southern maybe you should fucking put down the blow. Like I probably, I mean, I was totally nasty. And then I, I found the article and I was like, oh, basically like you're, this person's like, you're a grifter, like you're a scammer. And Uh, It ended in us blocking each other. And then the next day I started to get emails. This was, keep in mind, this was back in 2018. So this is post Me Too, but kind of before the mass sort of corporate cancellations that we saw post George Floyd, um, where there were maybe little things happening, but it wasn't a movement yet. So, you saying like after George Floyd's death that uh, well, yeah, there were, were no, but you know, canceling? a lot of a lo- after George Floyd, a lot of leaders had to step down because, um, like employees spoke out leaders against, at corporations. Yeah, oh, okay. a bunch right. because employees started to speak out oh, about right. unsafe and like racially insensitive working conditions. Oh, so I this was 2018. This was way before that. Um, so cancel culture was more of an idea than a tangible thing. And so um, the next day I started getting emails from people that I worked for that were like, oh, you like call, did this, this, they didn't, nobody believed it, but they're like, there's this woman, she's accusing you of calling her a racial slur. And I was like, what the fuck? And so I got people to send me, you know, forward me these emails they received. And there was a photoshopped, screenshot with a like a a terribly pixelated avatar so you could tell that this person just like did some hack job of like photoshopping and I had screen recordings screenshots of every word of the conversation so there's was a way of proving that I didn't say this stuff but it now like this you know she's sent this screenshot to numerous people that I've worked for. And I, I do think I question this a lot. And I think that, and suspect that this may have cost me some opportunities. Ultimately I've had to work that much harder and I'm doing well. Um, but it like it, people want to downplay this stuff and it really pisses me off because I've, there's, 
I in in dealing with this person and like having to take legal action, which I did and am doing so again, um, I found a network of people who are victims of this person. And I am told that there are people who have paid her off. So it was uh, ultimately, it's, like an it, it's, it's, it's an extortion scam where this person will doctor things up and um, they will get people and companies to pay them off. And I think that this is far more common than people realize. I'm all for accountability. Um, yeah. On the flip side, I know girls who have named people as abusers who definitely were abusers and are now being sued by um, suing them by uh, defamation of characters by yeah by de for defamation these men that you know and i i obviously like that's abhorrent you know yeah. um and like it's it's really tricky because there's an article in the New York Times about a man with, who had a very similar situation to me where this woman went online and wrote on ripoff report and all these sites calling him a pedophile. So he started to lose work. And these cases are notoriously difficult for the legal system to navigate is something I found out the unfortunate way. Also stalking. Um, just this woman has been trying to find out where I live recently um, and so like th now police are, police will take that more seriously, yeah, that's um, crazy. because Jesus. I have proof of that, but, uh, it's, it, it, yeah, it's very frightening. It's, you know, that's, yeah, that's fucking scary. I know women, I, I'm a woman and this person is female that I'm dealing with, but I know a lot of women that are dealing with these situations with men and it's unfortunately not taken seriously until the person is dead um when it's and, a man when it's something like a man following a woman yeah it. yeah yeah um and i've had i mean now i just sound like i attract crazy people but i've had male i've had a male stalker as well and professional you know, or personal situation personal that yeah. was personal that person is now in jail Jesus. um not for anything oh. they did to me they oh, um goodness. they are a serial they ended up being a serial rapist Damn. um and they were arrested in isla vista last year um and i talked to the detectives about that if you want to google it it's the guy who owns the mirror van so if What's you google mirror, mirror van isla van. vista yes he drove around a van okay that's the red flag number <laughs> one red van so originally the van was called the gal interrupter van um Name you can't make this shit van. up that's disgusting. so you it had gal, it had gal interrupter crazy. painted on the outside yeah, um, it had gal interrupter painted on the outside. Then he changed it to gal interpreter, and he made these like very incel-style YouTube videos. And then he ended up um, covering the van in mirrors when he moved to Isla Vista as, I guess, some sort of rebrand. <coughs> like, like, reflection, it's, if you're looking at the van, you see yourself. Yeah, um, and like... I know because he would sit, I used to model and this van would sit outside of castings and they would sit outside of nightclubs trying to talk wow. to young women. That's fucking creepy. It's very creepy. And I know a lot of women reported this person and it wasn't taken seriously until he was charged with over 17 counts of rape. Jesus. 
And so it's it's a huge, I mean, I'm, I, I don't, I don't like all of the, you know, obviously I went through like a, a very um, defamatory sort of attempted cancellation. And that's something nobody should have to go through. But I also obviously know that women's safety is, I, I don't, I don't think I just don't believe that it's taken seriously, and clearly not. Um, by the, I mean, I think as a society, it's like that gets uh, people speak about it, and it's nothing really has changed in the way it's dealt with. With, with like you know, you're saying like stalkers reporting. Nothing, nothing has changed. Um, I mean, like somebody, I I know like Louis C.K. got canceled. Like he, what he did was gross, but like I don't. I don't know enough about what he actually did. I don't know if he should be like done forever, but somebody like Chris Brown who beat someone up. Um, I mean, did he, he's, uh, his career is fine. But did he evade that because that took place prior to this resurgence or surgence of cancel culture or whatever. And there is a difference between accountability and canceling mm-hmm. like Taylor mentioned earlier. But do you think that Chris Brown, that incident with Rihanna that you're referring to was like 2008 or something like that. If that happened in 2020, would he evaded have evaded that kind of scrutiny? I don't know. I mean, it's I, I think uh, people just sort of pick and choose. Yeah. Who to like? Who is going to indefinitely, you know, stay canceled and who gets a second chance? I don't know. I mean. I don't know why he, I think, you know, he yeah, beat and someone else. I think there's like distinctions that aren't made clear. Like if you're talking about accountability, say you are at a corporation or a company, like whatever, I don't even know, pick your favorite company and people are working there and an employee goes to their higher up saying, Hey, uh, this person over there in accounting Mm-hmm. He's saying some, you know, making some really fucked up jokes that really offend me. And, and then another couple coworkers uh, echo that sentiment and like, yo, I don't feel comfortable because this guy called me this. Mm-hmm. He said some fucked up shit. And he's clearly being racist. Let's say hey, this guy's being racist in the office. Now, you can't force someone to think a different way, but you can force or try to force people to act a certain way. You might not change this guy's mind, but you can't have that mentality out here in your actions at work because now what you're doing is, yes, you're making people feel uncomfortable, unsafe, but if you want to go back to what we're talking about as a business trying to operate, you're breaking dissension in the ranks. Now the business don't run. So, uh, you know, the corporate boss could use his compassion side, be like, you're being a racist, you're fired. Or his cold-hearted business side, be like, you're fucking up my money, you're fired. That's different than like Kevin Hart getting canceled for a a gay joke he made 20 years ago. Yeah, no, that stuff is fucking stupid. I mean, this... Ultimately, like, I think a lot of these people who are doing these cancellations, these stupid superfluous, like this guy at Apple, like, they, I think they want to do away with meritocracy, like systems of meritocracy they think are unfair, and they're after, like, a culture of, I read this book that everyone should read, it's The Coddling of the American Mind. Oh, I've heard of this. It's really good, um, but basically they blame a lot of, um, so it was written in like 16, 2016 or 2017 
But they blame, they talk about what originally at that time was relegated to campus. It was this campus culture of like getting rid of speakers that had unsavory political views Mm. and like basically um, getting, getting these speakers uh, like like these students would have these protests where I've heard I heard about some somebody of those. so they they would get some they would get rid of a speaker by saying that these ideas are unsafe and um they that certain ideas are violent and I I think a lot of a lot of this is is coming from the idea that you know we we deserve to be kept quote unquote safe from bad ideas or wrong thing and that we um that that certain ideas that people dislike are akin to physical violence Mm -hmm. and you know i think what when you do that kind of prohibition on it i think you get what you had with i don't know if they had this in alabama and massachusetts when we were young we had the dare program Mm -hmm. right for drugs and they told you every drug, like including weed, would make you strip butt naked and shoot up a fucking <laughs> mall and rob every old lady. Like they demonized drugs and made it this weird taboo thing that you shouldn't even know about the truth of what each drug can do. And I think it, it made some allure around, you know, kids doing drugs. We all, everyone did. And I think when you do that with, with quote unquote bad ideas or th- something that people don't even agree with, not everybody, but some people in that crowd are going to be like, hmm, why aren't they letting me read this? And now they'll go to it with a different, not an open mind, but almost like an excited mind. Like they really want to find out what that, is, that stuff was they were not allowed to learn, and maybe they adopt it. So it almost makes it more dangerous, I feel like. When you present just things for what they are and uh, shit like that, I think you can, you, know, you can decipher a little bit. There's something about, it's like you're assuming that people aren't able to handle something. You know? yeah. You're telling people, and like, I, I listened and not always listen, but I, I'll read and listen to some things that I don't agree with for a few reasons. One, I feel like it'll tighten my argument up. I can po- find the holes in the other person's argument. Or it makes me check myself and be like, hmm, maybe I've got the, the perspective a little wrong here. But I think when you cut it out, you're kind of like, you're telling people what they can and can't. It's this form of censorship. It's like, you can't make the choice. Like I said, you don't like the song on the radio, you go to the next station. You don't like that show, you turn it off. You don't like that book, you put it back on the shelf. Mm-hmm. But when you're telling people what they can and can't take in is, is entertainment or information, now you get into be kind of it's a creepy place to live. Yeah, I mean, not everything is for you, and that's something that a lot of people just don't fundamentally grasp. It's so easy to unfollow something if you don't like it. At the same time, a lot of people like enjoy being in this little ideological bubble, and perhaps it would behoove them to follow people they don't agree with so that they can see a different perspective. But something really interesting happened in the last year where uh, people on campuses started having book burnings. Oh, and that sounds like a group of people that used to like hang out in Germany in the fucking yeah. 40s. Jesus um, well, my, my grandparents went to a church, like a far, a very far right, like evangelical um, church in the South that had book burnings and Whoa. record burnings Whoa. in the 70s and record 80s. Burnings. So I'm like, do, do these people, like they ultimately, like most of them are probably like Marxists and they... They want to be Marxists. They don't know what it's like to yeah. live in a Marxist society. Sure, sure, sure. But they, they identify as Marxists yeah. and they think that book burnings are progressive. And yeah. it's like, 
you I, I follow this account on Instagram just it's called dystopian aesthetics it's pretty funny <laughs> but they posted a photo of like some kid who was like from Antifa um burning a burning a sign that said free speech and it's just like dude this dude. is fucking yeah. this is a level of idiocy that I don't think we've ever witnessed before in our lifetime. No, expression is very important to me as like an artist. That's like my lifeline. And and when you tell people you can't express certain things and like just the simple things of, of like burning books, that's fucking batshit crazy. Dude. Yeah. And, and and if you can't see that, it shouldn't matter what side of the fence you're on or what team you vote for, whatever. Like that's just ridiculous across the board. Even if I don't like those books and agree with what's in them, they shouldn't be burned because then you're gonna come burn my book next. Yeah. And I don't. It baffles me that people can't understand how that goes. I mean, do people what are, they, are they burning like vintage handbags that they don't believe in out there? No. No, but there. Oh, this is funny. The there is a nerds. movement um, a, amongst these like Marxist like they're they're Twitter. Are the I Marxist call them Twitter, fashion vintage fashion. I call Marxists? them okay. So I call them Twitter people. It's the people that live entirely on Twitter. Oh, yeah. So I I will look at some of these accounts because like I want to understand you know where these people are coming from. I get it. A lot of people are disenfranchised, especially with this pandemic. Um, but there's like this weird movement of people um, that don't like they they really hate vintage resellers because they really? consider us. Um, they believe that we're taking resources from poor people. Um, and it is one of the stupidest fucking things I've ever come across because I don't, first of all, I don't primarily buy from resale stores. I have my own way of buying that I can't yeah, really share. Sourcing. Yeah, But um, thrift stores are, are largely, if not entirely, for charity. And if people aren't buying from thrift stores, they're buying for resale shops, which are for profit. I mean, nobody is taking from poor people. It's, I, 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 it's the things that I, some of the things that people, um, especially amongst Gen X, um, that they, some of the stuff that they believe is advocacy is, um, is is a form of fundamentalism. Explain that to me. Maybe it's the water in my left ear. I'm trying <laughs> to understand. You said so for Gen Xers, which is the generation above mine. Oh, uh, sorry, Gen Z. Okay, I'm sorry. that makes more sense. Gen now. Z. All right, now I meant I get to say it. Gen right. Z. I always mix the two up. X Y Z, baby. So right some at the of end. some of I I think like a lot of this. If you read that book, it it explains it a lot. But there was like a shift of parenting styles in the 90s. And a lot of these Gen Z kids are, um, uh, they're very coddled. There's um, real material consequences for this parenting style, which is that they these kids don't tend to abuse drugs and alcohol as much, but they are losers. more likely to lose. <laughs> they're oh, more likely they to commit suicide and oh, succeed. Oh. So it is sad, I mean, but then succeed. They're more likely to to commit suicide and to succeed. Oh, and there's all these there's statistics within that like women iPhone. women are more likely to attempt and not succeed while fewer men attempt, but they're more likely to succeed. So it's, it's really sad. Oh, um, uh, 
a lot of it has to do with like the decline in free play. Parents are were more apt, like letting their like kids, <laughs> like letting their kids go outside. Oh um, yeah, and you, play you make, without you make an supervision. inside kids. So they're, um, I mean, t- I the TikTok thing it fascinates me. I mean, it's <laughs> it's sort of like where there there's all of these weird movements amongst Gen Z on TikTok that like should be alarming psychologists, but instead they're like being validated. There's one movement, um, where people, um, who self identify as having multiple, it's now called dissociative identity disorder was called multiple personality disorder, but there's like a large number of people on TikTok um, that have this like disassociative identity disorder role playing thing. And like that disease is really rare. It's not, um, it's, it's, it's to the point where it's like, uh, it's obviously fake a lot of the time. And, you know, nobody is like, I mean, they obviously do have some kind of mental illness because they're performing, um, you know, a, a rare uh, disorder for TikTok clout. And like that in itself connotes that something's not right. Um, and also I have seen just, I mean, TikTok is just full of really really weird shit from Gen Z. I mean, people always talk about like, you know, the the child actors, right? If a kid who grew up in front of the camera, like, and the psychological trauma and damage they have, and then you got a, a new generation of a lot of kids who grow up in front of the camera and they're not even Hollywood celebs because you can grow up mm-hmm. in front of the camera on your phone now and you got a couple hundred or a couple thousand followers, you're growing up with that same kind of experience of being in the light, not the limelight per se, but on camera at such an early age for most of your years, which is something like, you know, I didn't, you didn't experience, uh, and I'm sure that's fucking their head up somehow. Yeah. No, nothing a good vintage handbag can't fix though, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. <laughs> good, good answer. I like that. Do you have ever any men's clothes, by the way? No. Sometimes. Sometimes. I do sometimes now. It's very hard for me to find vintage shit that fits me. Yeah. If I do, I'm very, very, very excited. Yeah. Twice in my life. I mean... I, um, I don't look for men's stuff, but sexist canceled. <laughs> canceled. That's the day I get to say that. Also, I still don't know if I'm whispering and yelling. I've got water in my ears, so I can't tell if I'm yelling and, and I look at the waves on the, on the fucking thing, but I can't. Am I screaming at <laughs> no, you? No, you're fine. All right, good, good, good. You're fine. I know. But I do really would love some cool vintage men's shit. It just, it's, if it was good in my size, that shit got scooped up quick. Any, I sell. I will sell men's stuff online and put it as unisex. I don't know if we're ah, still, still supposed progressive. to be. I don't know if we're supposed nice to trick. be using that word anymore or not. Oh, but you can't, you, that's a good point. You can't. The evolution of language has been. Uh, I think language has changed probably more in the last few years than it has in a long time in terms of what words are usable and not usable and stuff. Unisex, I didn't think about that. Yeah. Yeah, well, something could be unisex if only two sexes could use it, right? But now there's too many different gender identities. So, yeah, unisex is gone. Canceled, (laughs) unisex, you fucking canceled. 